Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or, toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, If you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Forever 35, a beautiful podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Kate Spencer. And I am Dory Shafrir. And we are not experts. We are not, but we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And this is a mini episode where we hear from you, we share your comments and your thoughts, and we answer your questions to the best of our ability. But please remember, we are podcast hosts. We're not experts. And we always encourage you to seek support first and foremost from a medical and or mental health professional as needed. If you would like to reach us, please, I beg of you, leave us a voicemail. Send us a text message at 781-591-0390. Or you can email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com. Indeed. Um, and we have a website, forever35podcast.com. 
for links to everything we mentioned on the show. You can follow us on Twitter at Forever 35 Pod, on Instagram at Forever 35 Podcast. Join the Forever 35 Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash Forever 35 Podcast. We also have a newsletter at forever35podcast.com slash newsletter. And you can shop all the products we mentioned on the show arranged very pleasingly thematically at shopmy.us slash forever35. And get your orders in for the Balance Bound Forever 35 collab. Get that Dory's Hotel set. Get those stickers. Put them on your computer. Get that magnetized notepad. Yeah. Oh, I love a magnetized notepad. Don't you? Like I love a door, a a fridge door notepad. A fridge door. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's something so hopeful about a brand new fridge door notepad. Like that's going to solve it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. We received, it it might solve it. I mean, look, I'm desperate. I'll try anything at this point. We received, we've received some suggestions of like hotel themed products that we need to create. So a robe. buckle up, a robe, a line of, of hotel skincare products, some slippers. Yeah. Maybe some of those little soaps. Oh, I love a little soap. Nothing I love more than taking a little soap from a hotel, you know? Yeah. I mean, they don't, they don't have as many little soaps anymore. Which I get. No, I mean, you know, I learned from the environment and everything. Sure. But I I had a grandmother who was like basically a professional at, I wouldn't say stealing, but you know, like taking advantage of the free things that you get. Like she just had only ever had hotel soaps at her house. Like that was the soap. Oh, same with my grandfather. I feel like it was like a, I also think it was a, it was like a souvenir kind of thing. Like, you know, like in the same way that he had a lot of matchbooks. It was like you had soaps from like various hotels. But like, did he take the salt and pepper shakers from airplane food trays? No, he did not. Mm-mm. Okay. So that's no, what I'm dealing didn't. with over here. That's mm. what's, that's what uh, Grammy Elsie was up to. She was a legend though. I mean, like, I feel like I learned my best tricks from her. She had a lot of miniature tiny lipsticks that she used to give me. Remember tiny oh. lipsticks? I don't know where they came from. Like, were yes. those, those things you would get at the department stores like a present? A gift? I don't know, but I she used to give me tiny lipsticks. I was never the same. Oh, I know. I love that. Well, can I show you something? Yes, please. Okay. So I just want to note to everyone that we record. We're not in person. We are via video chat. Look at my nail. Ooh, pretty. Well, can I show you mine? Okay. <laughs> I wish I could take a I wish I could take a screenshot but both our hands are in the air showing each other our nails. We basically have the same red nails. I love that. Very nice. I love mine too. And you know I don't like well, to show Kate, my hands. I was just gonna say I feel like this is big for you in particular because you have you don't like your fingernails. I and don't. It's like nice to see you being proud of your nails. You know, I have to tell you, I put out a call in like a variety of local LA Facebook groups that I'm in. And I said, I need someone to find me. I need a nail salon unicorn, like somewhere I can have a long-term relationship the same way like people do with a hairstylist, let's say, where I can like build trust with this person 
and my nails won't get damaged, damaged. My nails won't get damaged and I can work on growing my nails out with a, a manicurist. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so some folks recommended this nail salon that I have been visiting and so far they have really been amazing to the point where I I feel like I'm we I'm building a trust in that like I'm articulating my fears and my concerns and I'm not ashamed to be like I bite my nails but I don't like chew them I like dig my teeth under them and like you know I I've, I've just kind of like laid it all out and I was like here's the deal I have nail shame I have weak nails I have thin nails I've damaged nails I bite my hands is there hope for me and they were like yeah your nails are our nails now and so here I am <laughs> Uh-huh. And, and you really were, like yes. this place. I do. I've only gone a couple times. So I, I want to make sure that like I'm in a committed relationship with them before I like start shouting them out on the pod. But they've just been wonderful and they're extremely gentle. There's no drills, which give me the drills really give me a lot of agita um, because yeah. I, they damage, they always damage my nails. And anytime I try to like ask for it to be, um, you know, buffed off. People are always like, no, the drills are fine. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what I'm talking about. That's and then so, my nails always get damaged. No, but that, that's so, that's so weird because I feel like whenever I, and, and I haven't had gels in a while, but when I used to get gels, they would just wrap them in nail polish remover and then just kind of scrape them off. I never I used, like I've I've never had a place that used drills. So that, that surprised me. I feel like, I feel like they were, I feel like they were gaslighting you. (laughs) I mean, I appreciate it. I think ultimately it comes down to like the business of a nail salon is that drills are fast and easy. And like, you know, these like, I, you know, there's, I'm sure lots of consideration that goes into it, but I, but they were, my nails were just getting so damaged. And so, They've been really like thoughtful with like what products to use, what gel to use, when I should take off the gel, how they're removing the gel, what I should be doing at home to like keep my cuticles hydrated. And so far, both like my paint manicured nails and my like unmanicured nails are growing. They look nicer than I think they've ever had in my life, have in my life. So that's been weird and like exciting. I don't know. I, I feel like I don't. I also don't want to get my hopes up because I feel like I do this journey a lot. I've done this a lot on this show where I've been like, I've discovered it, the thing that's going to cure my nails and my nail anxiety, and then it, and then that doesn't happen. But I'm like cautiously optimistic right now. This is very exciting, and they this use, feels like a real game changer for you. I'm wondering, like, I'm like, is this going to be it? Is this going to be the thing? And they use Orly nail products, which I have now been using per their recommendation. And I'm really liking, like I've been using Orly um, cuticle oil and cuticle cream. And that's just, that has also just been, I don't know. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I love this. This is so great. So we'll see what happens. But right now, my nails look good enough that I felt comfortable flashing them in front of Dory. Now, you do not have a gel. You do not have gel on. You just have a regular. 
Um, oh. I do not have gel on, but I do have dazzle dry on. Okay. Are you familiar? Yes. And I am obsessed with dazzle dry. Okay. Number one, obsessed with it because the name is the worst, but it seems like a, it's a great product. It's, I have to say it's a great product. It's a fast drying nail polish mm-hmm. that also lasts longer than a regular like a regular polish. Mm-hmm. You know, I love my SC, I love my OPI, but like I, I usually get chips within like a couple days, if I'm being honest. On my hands. My feet I can get regular polish, it's fine. But my hands I I I I, I like to get the dazzle dry. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to get the dazzle dry and I'm going to go red because I don't think it's going to chip as easily. So here I am with my red dazzle dry nails. And how long do they normally last for you? They look really good. Thank you so much. Um, I mean, at least a week with no chips, which is like a miracle for me. That's yeah, that's like a miracle. So we'll see. We'll see how long they last. I mean, I also, I keep my nails pretty short. Um, but you know, and I usually go for a pale pink, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. I'm about to get on a plane. I want mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. fun. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's fall. Um, and it's fall. So yeah. So that's where we're at, you know? I would love to someone to break down the like science of why hands and like the way we care for our hands and looking at other people's hands is so is like such a thing culturally. Like it, you know, like, why do we, why do I care what my hands look like? There's like an element of like first impression with hands that mm. I don't know. That's something. That's something that I just, it's, I'm thinking about. Could I let okay, it go? Interesting. Could I, could I let my hand, <laughs> like, hand the same way, like, we're trying to let like body image stuff go? Could I let hand image mm. go? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, Maybe. Clearly, I'm so clearly fixated on it. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's like for me, I like looking down at my fingers and seeing like that little pop of color. Like it is very fun and satisfying to me to see that. So, I don't know. The answer is like maybe. <laughs> Well, it's it's interesting, right? Like similar to like makeup, nail and nail art is a form of expression, right? Like, and it's a form, it it Mm -hmm. is a form of art. And I think the same way makeup and clothing and decorating our bodies can also be art. But then like, then it just gets all tangled up in so many other, so many other things. I don't know, food for thought. Yeah. That's all. Food for thought. Indeed. Well, in addition to your nails, how are you doing over there, Dora? You know, I'm pretty good. Um, I'm going to a new primary care doctor today, which is exciting. And I will report back. But, you know, finding a new doctor is like, it's stressful. It's like a job. It's, it is a job. It kind of is. And so I hope I like her. And we'll see. I mean, I definitely will tell everyone how it goes. But um, I had been going to like, I had been going, oh, I'll just say where I've been going. I've been going to One Medical for years and I loved them. But a lot of their doctors started quitting. 
Um, and like the, the primary that you get like a, you got like assigned a primary care doctor and my primary care doctor left. And then the other doctor that I would see sometimes when my primary care person wasn't available, he also left. And then I made an appointment with a new primary care doctor who people had recommended and she left. And then I was like, well, this is like a sinking ship. I'm just going to not, and it's like a membership thing and I'm just not going to renew my membership. And then like two months later, Amazon announced that they were buying them. And then like even more people left. And so I was like, okay, like maybe this was a sign. Um, so this new doctor is not affiliated with any like service, like one medical or chain or whatever. Um, so we'll see, we'll see how it goes, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think. Look at you taking care of your health. Look at me. Well, I mean, full disclosure, this all came about because I'd always gotten my Wellbutrin through my primary care doctor. And I was like, oh, wait, I don't have a primary care doctor anymore. I'm going to run out of meds. So I was like, okay, let me, let me, let me take care of this. Good. Um, that is ultimate self-care. Yeah. And you actually, those meds go. I'm glad. No, and I'm glad that I made the appointment when I did because she didn't have availability for like a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And if I had waited till like now, you know, I would have run out. So um that was that was just like, oh okay. Pat myself on the back that I remembered that. <laughs> Good work, Dory. <laughs> Thank you <sighs> so much, Kate. All right. Well, let's take a little pause and uh we'll come back and hit up the cues and the comments. All right, BRB. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic intelligent people on this podcast. But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year, I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the US and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So, this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm I hearing mean, those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be 
redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events, there's weddings, there's nights out, it's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Super Power Short. The superpower short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that my, thing every day. I do too. Uh, it's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me Let me just tell you why. Yeah, get into okay, it. Do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say like, I, I I, don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh God, like get this off of me. <laughs> No, thank once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see how also, it could like, be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. Yeah. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. It, it, like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I, I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic 
whether it's winter or, or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Okay. Well, we've got a really, I mean, it, it's a text that made me chuckle. I don't, I don't want to say it's funny because it involves somebody losing something, but this really made me laugh. Okay. All right. So this listener wrote to us, hi, ladies. This is the listener who called in on the sunglasses issue and suggested that investing in a pricey pair might make one keep with, up with them better and said I'd done that with a Tom Ford pair after years of being afraid to. From the earlier episode, I'd followed Kate's recommendation and got a pair of Le Specs on sale. Just had to report back because dot, dot, dot. Um, I've already lost the Le Specs on a trip last weekend. Oh Still have gosh. the Tom Fords I got in 2014, <laughs> no, though. No, I no, no. Mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, number one, that sucks. I hate losing anything, no matter how much it costs, $1 or $1,000. It's annoying and, and frustrating. But like, <sighs> maybe this listener is onto something? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> uh, Having the funny. same sunglasses since 2014, I mean, that is eight years that is ago now. Really- that is really impressive. Not only is that impressive, like how have you not scratched them? How have you not just started shoving them into your bag without a case? Like what kind of wizard Kate, are you? These are great questions. Now I will say in this listen, like to kind of speak to their hypothesis, I purchased a pair of Celine sunglasses secondhand from a another person in Los Angeles in a like buy sell trade group that I'm in mm-hmm. and they were more expensive than what I normally spend on sunglasses. And I do take very good care of them. I keep them in their case in my car. I know where they are at all times as opposed to like my other sunglasses that I really just like rough house. So I don't know. Okay. Maybe there's something to this. Maybe there's something to this. I mean, I get it. Like, in theory, you know, you would take care of something more expensive. Like, you'd be more, you'd be more careful with something more expensive. And, and I feel like I generally am, except when it comes to sunglasses. I know, I know, same. (laughs) 
there's just like something about sunglasses and glasses that I just, I, I don't know. I just can't. I get it. I just can't I keep track of them. Like this is, this is, and this is a me problem. I, wow. I fully admit that. No, I, I think there's just something about the way in which we're like, you know, you handle glasses. Like I'm taking them on and off all the time, throwing them here. I'm throwing them yes. there. They're on my bedside yes. table. My dog's eating them. I mean, yes. it's just, you know, they yes. do the work. They do yes, the work. Yes, yes. All right. Switching gears. A very funny voicemail that I actually was very, I was very intrigued by this question and I, I wanted to get some thoughts. Hi, Cat and Dora. I have a question or less a question and more of a need for you two to validate my weirdness here. So I just got back to my house after two weeks of being away. Half of that time I was in a hotel and the other half of the time I was house sitting um, at a house that was very clean and kind of sparse and minimalist. There was a pool there. I do not have a pool at my own home. Anyway, so I'm back at my house now and I hate it. I hate every little thing about my house. Is this normal to come back from vacation and just hate the house you have? I don't know. It's just now I see like so much clutter in my home and maybe it's the fact that I'm the one that has to clean it up when, you know, on vacation, somebody kind of cleans up after you. I don't know what it is, but I have never been so grumpy to being in my own home. I am a homebody by nature and usually like home is my solace, but now it's just giving me the ick. Ah, anyway, is it just me? I don't know. Help me. Help me. I want to burn my house down and move or just be on vacation permanently. Anyway, love you, girl. Can't wait to go stay at Dory's hotel, even if it means I hate my own home when I come home from it. I just be a permanent resident. Love you. Bye. I totally relate to this. Yeah. Like a lot. This is not weird at all. No. I have a suggestion. And maybe, maybe you are already a person who keeps their house like neat as a pin. But I do find that re-entry is like made a little bit easier when I clean my house before I leave. Yeah. And uh, like make my bed and have, mm-hmm. you know, have like clean sheets, have not have like an overflowing laundry basket, like, you know, not have to do dishes, like, you know, just have all the cleaning stuff that you can do done before you go, because then at least you're coming home to a clean house. Um, and like, I, it's totally normal to like have a little bit of a letdown when you come home. If you, especially if you've been staying in like a nice hotel or even, a, you know, just another place because it's novel, it's new. So I totally get that. Um, but I, I have found that making, you know, making a little bit of effort to have my house be clean before I leave does, does pay off in the end. Okay. Yeah. Talks. And I, I, yeah, I mean, I I actually think that's a great advice, um, and this resonated with me. Like, I I'm a homebody in a lot of ways, but our house is always a cluttered mess. Like, and I'll clean it, and it's immediately a mess, and that's just what it is going to be with four people, two of them children, two dogs, one praying mantis. Like, that's just what it is, you know. And so I've had to let that go a little bit, but 
I mean, I think he spoke about this on the pod. Like I went and visited one of my best friends and her wife and stayed in their home. They don't have children. They don't have any pets. They take their shoes off when they come in the door. And being in their house was like being at a bed and breakfast. Like it was, there was a I reading I remember nook. when you went... <laughs> When you I, went and you 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 were just like, oh my god! <laughs> it was like not only was their house like, and it's Ugh. this is a normal house. It's not like I'm staying in a mansion. It's a it's a beautiful home, but like you know, just a house. But it was just like uh, there. It was just so nice. It was so clean. They do the dishes right after they eat. My best friend made me sourdough waffles with like a blueberry compote that they had made. And I was like, what is happening? And you just realize, like, you know, well, one, they were hosting. So they were, you know, maybe they had cleaned, but it was like, oh, they're like, I felt so at ease in their home. And then I went back to my house and it's like, I don't have a reading nook. I have like, literally, I can't eat on the dining. Like every night we go to eat on our dining room table, Dory. And I just shove, I shove a bunch of stuff over to one side. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like a sock, a crumpled dollar bill, a, like a COVID test. I mean, it's it's bonkers. So, yeah, I mean, this is just normal. There's nothing wrong with you. And, you know, essentially anytime you stay at someone's house or house sit or are in a VR Verbo or Airbnb or a hotel, like there's a there's fantasy. It's not real life. So, I think that's important to remember. It's like, even if you did live in that minimalistic house with the pool, like there'd be a rat that died in that pool and you'd have to scoop it out with a net. And like, there'd be, you know, there would be issues. There would be things that would bug you that would be disgusting and gross and annoying there too. Mm. Sorry for that real specific detail about a rat dying in a pool, but that happens a lot. It happens a lot. <laughs> it's really gross. Oh, God. Right. Uh, Okay, well, we have one more text before we take a break. Uh, You want to read this story? Sure. Hi, Kate. I was just listening to Mini Ep 329, and you mentioned all the things packed in your away suitcase. Hearing you mention social anxiety made me think of a new revelation I might have come to. I always just thought I was a huge introvert, but I was describing why I thought I was introverted to someone recently, and they said it sounded more like social anxiety. It's never a label I had even considered, and now I want to dig into this more. How did you realize that you have social anxiety, and what are the things you did to educate yourself on it? As a side note, I'm in a profession where self-confidence and communication are important, so I see this realization as important to both my overall satisfaction in life and my professional success. Thank you. Oh, hello. Well, you know, I how did I realize I have social anxiety? Well, I don't know. I just, at some point it dawned on me that the way I am isn't like, there's a reason the way I am. And, and, and it, I think ultimately, you know, I described myself recently as a socially anxious extrovert. And I think that kind of nailed it and that I love being around people and I get really fulfilled with people. And if I bet if you met me, you wouldn't necessarily know that I'm get anxious socially. Um, I'm very pretty good conversationalist. I love meeting people. I love learning about people. Um, but it kind of all formulated like one, I have an anxiety disorder. So that's just part of it. And two, a long time ago, a therapist recommended that I read the book, Highly Sensitive Person. And that was a real awakening for me and learning a little bit about like who I am and how I am and why I am the way that I am. 
Um, and I think like one part about being socially anxious and understanding it is, is it's helped me learning cognitive behavioral therapy because I am able to now have some perspective on why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling or how to handle my kind of nervous energy in social situations and that sort of thing. Um, I think it's also very normal, you know, like I think a lot of us experience this kind of, this kind of thing. Um, so I, I, I haven't like sat and read like books or literature about it. I think the biggest thing is talking about it with my therapist and kind of just deepening my understanding of just myself, you know, and if a label isn't serving you, like there's no need to hold on to it, whether it, you know, is applicable or not. Mm. I don't know if that helps. I, I also want to say like, um, being introverted or being socially anxious doesn't mean that you don't have self-confidence or that you aren't good at communication, et cetera, et cetera. I just want to make sure you, you know that about yourself, right? Like, cause they say they're in a profession where self-confidence is important. Um, it's just, I think also, and then I'll stop talking. Uh, it's also understanding how to like nourish yourself after socializing you know, and I think that's probably important for introverts mm. and extroverts, but just knowing like, or knowing like, oh, this is getting to be too much. I'm going to go, like, I'm going to leave now. Like, it's okay if I leave the situation early or if it's it's okay if I like end this conversation in a way that's kind of clunky. Like, it's all okay knowing how to kind of nourish yourself in the situation so that you don't tap out or kind of pendulum swing in the more challenging direction, I think is really important. I like that, Kate. Any thoughts? I mean, do you identify as social anxious? I don't believe that you do, but I think sometimes you are introverted. Is that do I do I have that right? What do you think? Mm. Are you like me, an introverted extrovert or an extroverted introvert? I think I'm an introverted extrovert. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't love situations where I'm gonna have to go talk to people who I don't really mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. um, or even people who I sort of know like mm, those are the hardest ones I think those are hard because like you you go like you know like parents of kids in your kids class who you might not know very well like you kind of know them but you don't mm -hmm. really know them mm -hmm. you don't know what to talk like, about you don't know what to talk about. Like the, you, the common thing you have is like your kids. So you can kind of talk about your kids or kind of talk about the school. But like if it's a party situation, is that really what everyone wants to be talking about? And then I get in my head and I'm like, oh, God, they're probably just bored talking to me and they're looking for a way out. And then, you know, it just sort of like I start overthinking the conversation. Mm. I'm trying yeah. to get better at small talk because I do think that small talk is a skill and I think it is something that you can get better at. And, you know, I, I am a, like, you know, I've, I'm, I'm a, I've trained as a journalist. Like I do ask people questions and I think that is a way to kind of continue the conversation. Mm -hmm. But like, sometimes I just feel like I'm at a loss um, and I think there is an element also of 
social anxiety where I'm like, oh, this person is just like biding their time till someone more like someone cooler or more interesting comes oh, along. I feel that a lot. I mean, too. yeah. In that sense, COVID was kind of great because you didn't, you weren't in those situations. Mm-hmm. Or I shouldn't say, you know, I should say I'm still like, I, I haven't gone to like a big party in a long time, you know? So, but that also means that I think I've like built it up a little bit more in my head. I don't know. Yeah, I feel you. I went to, I went to um, an author's reading this weekend and I was like, oh my gosh, like I haven't talked to this many people. I like don't know how to do it. Like <laughs> I don't know how to, I just felt like I couldn't work my mouth in the way I wanted, but you know, like I got through it. And then, then I, would, I had to remind myself like, nobody thinks you're weird. Like we're all weird. No mm-hmm. one's, no one's si- really sitting here judging you. Like it's okay. You're okay. You know, self-compassion is really key, I think. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard in it's social hard. situations, I find. It is. it is. And it is. There is a readjustment um, right now, Dory. That's a good reminder. Yeah. All right. Break time. Break time, baby. <laughs> BRB. BRB. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm, Okay. Which is visible on my (sighs) neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, Mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their Mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here Mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles... Our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. OneSkin believes the purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. And please support our show and tell them we sent you. All right, we're back. 
with a text in response to the question about what to say to the coworker returning to work after a loss. After my husband died and I returned to my regular routine, one person really stood out. It was a trainer at the gym whom I'd seen almost daily for years and had a good relationship with. He looked me in the eye and simply said, it's good to have you back. The gym group had already sent flowers and a card and had donated to an education fund for my daughter, so they'd acknowledged my loss. But this simple phrase allowed me to smile and say thank you and move on without any added pressure. On the flip side, I hated walking into work and having everyone ask how I was. To quote Nora McInerney, the answer is terrible. Thanks for asking. Or keep telling me they were sorry. Everyone is different, but I really appreciated the simplicity of it's good to have you back. Wow. Look at the personal trainer coming in with like... Yeah. Trainers have to talk the to people key all phrase here. day long. Like they that is talk about so social true. anxiety. Like they know how to they know how to communicate or they should know how to communicate. I mean, that's a great I love this. I love it's good to see you. I love this kind of statement greeting as opposed to the question which then puts the yes. onus on the other person. I even try this like in everyday conversations, which is saying like it's so good to see you or it's you know, it's just like it just it's just easier rather than like how are you and then the person has to be like oh so i love this suggestion listener thank you this is so brilliant yeah i'm going to i'm going to use that if i'm ever yeah. in this situation i'm going to use that or just like it's good it's good to see you again yeah and i think like this listener emphasized like the trainer made eye contact it, like it felt very sincere yeah is what genuine. i'm getting from this interaction mm-hmm. um Without any expectation being placed on the person, which I think is so key. Like, Kate, you were saying it's not a question. I love that. All right. Well, here's another response we received on the same topic. This person wrote to us, back in 2020, I was the coworker with a loss, and I was so afraid of someone saying something unintentionally hurtful. A lot of folks don't know what to say in response to immense grief as it makes them uncomfortable. I received a lot of well-meaning but truly awful platitudes from friends and family in the wake of my infant son's death. If you are ever the person returning to work after a significant tragedy or loss, I recommend preemptively sending an email letting your coworkers know how you'd like them to interact with you. In my case, I let my colleagues know that while I was still experiencing tremendous grief, I would mostly act like my normal self, and they should feel free to do the same around me. If they really wanted to talk about my son, they could bring it up with me, but I would not take offense if they did not. Several people thanked me for my email and said it was very helpful, so I'm passing this advice on with the sincere hope that you will never have to use it. Sending all the listeners experiencing grief, my love. Mm. I'm sorry. This is like such a gracious thing to do as the person who is mm-hmm. grieving. You gave those people such a gift. Um, and I really, really admire that. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I, I do think if it's in your capacity to have the say in how people approach your grief is really powerful. If you, if you yeah. can, you know, if you can do it. So I think that's really, really moving. All right. We got one last email about this. Um, My dad died several years ago when I was working in an elementary school teaching fourth grade. Because my parents lived over two hours away, no one from the school came to my dad's wake or funeral. Obviously, I received tons of cards, dinners, fruit, etc. But the first day I got back, we had about half an hour. We had about a half hour window before school started. 
and the teachers and administrators were lined up at my door to express their condolences. It was almost like a mini wake, beautiful but overwhelming. There were a lot of tears, which of course was difficult when you have fourth graders bombarding the room minutes later. One male colleague very simply breezed by me in the hall with a huge smile and said, welcome back. Quite honestly, that meant as much to me as all the sweet colleagues who stopped by to give me a hug. I obviously don't have an answer to the listener's question since I experienced and appreciated both gestures of sympathy. I love that. I mean, what I'm kind of taking away from this is like, just like acknowledge, just acknowledge. People want to feel acknowledged, especially when they're grieving. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you know this, listeners, but I wrote a whole book about this called The Dead Moms Club, and I talk about how my college boyfriend never acknowledged that my mom died to me, even though we had been in touch. And boy, did that fuck me up. It fucked me up to the point where I'm not in touch with them anymore because I was like, I'm out. Anyway, so yes, acknowledge. Even if you don't want to say acknowledge, acknowledge, acknowledge. Good point, Dory. You're a genius. Oh, well, thanks. Um, well, Kate, this has been a pleasure as always. Listeners, thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.